Good morning, everyone. Good Still morning. morning. Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I have really been looking forward to this day, and I'm really excited about um, getting baptized and um, sharing my testimony. And I was thinking um, just back to like, what is a testimony? What does a testimony mean? Because um, when I was younger, I would watch people do their testimonies and they would come up here and they would be like some of those testimonies that are like, God saved me from all these things. And I was living this style of life. And then there's a dramatic 180. And now um, I'm living a totally different style of life. And growing up, like it was almost discouraging because I was like, I don't have a cool story. Like, I don't have a story where I was walking down this path and then suddenly like God just transferred me to another path. Like it wasn't this dramatic change from one thing to another. And growing up, that was almost discouraging in a way to me because it was for, for them, it was like something they could see. It was almost more tangible. And for me, I was like, I never went from one side and flipped to another. And honestly, like I couldn't give you a date and a time where I knew like I was saved. Like I've grown up coming here and getting this teaching and I probably got saved pretty young and I understood the gospel and just that for for a while I struggled with it and actually I was talking to I got to serve a work crew at Young Life and I was talking to someone there and he had just got saved a month ago and he was like Kenya I was living this life I was crazy I was doing all these crazy things and so then he got done telling his testimony and how it was crazy coming to Young Life and hearing about God for the first time. And then he was like, what's your story? And it really made me think and made me kind of look back. And I was like, what is my story? And how, it is different from everyone because everyone has a different story and everyone finds Jesus in different ways and finds the Lord in different ways. And so just growing up and learning that like my testimony is special too. And maybe I didn't have a dramatic change from one way to another, but it did dramatically change my life. And um, so there's a couple things that I wanna talk about and that are really important to my testimony. So I'm really, really thankful that I got to grow up here and see you guys and see you guys live out the Christian life and just pour into me and I definitely did not appreciate it when I was younger, but now I'm seeing how much that's just changing me and how much I know and how much I can retain. And so um, growing up here, I was like, man, church service is so long. Like I would brag about it to my friends. I was like, guys, you don't understand. Like it's so long. Like sometimes he just starts going off in Greek and I have no clue what's happening. <laughs> um, but Going to PNG in seventh grade was um, one of the first times that I really kind of started making my faith my own. And it was such a different experience. And going to another culture just made me realize how diverse the world is because you never really realize that. Well, I didn't really realize that until I was in a different culture. And it was super cool to see these, just be in a community where like, our mission out there is to spread the gospel and like we are out there because there are missionaries spreading the gospel and it was so cool to see being a high school like that and it's going from being in a high school like that and then a public high school like that's those are two wildly different things but it was so cool to be in this experience and just live 
in a community where we all have a same goal. And watching these high schoolers explore their relationship with God. And we had these like Wednesday night um, D groups and we were just kind of like a youth group thing and it was fun. And then we had uh, Elevate, which was a high school led youth group. And so these high schoolers, these seniors and juniors and high schoolers would come up and they would talk and they would share about the exciting things that was going on in their life. And I was like, that's going to be me someday. Like I'm going to get there someday. And so just seeing them live out the walk really inspired me to um, just kind of chase that relationship with God, not because my family was doing it, not because my parents were pushing me, but because I wanted it. And it was the first time that I'd ever experienced that want to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And so that year was one of the most amazing years of my life. And I really got to experience some new things and um, new people and how they perceive God. And so that was a really cool time. And then coming back, my eighth grade year was probably to this date, one of the hardest years of my life because we were in that community and then we left. And like, it was such a strange transition to having people that I'm living with and seeing with every day that are my age and we're hanging out and we're talking about God on a regular basis. And then coming back and going back to homeschool. And it was like, it kind of felt like a slap in the face almost. And I was really confused. And I was like, God, I don't understand. How am I supposed to grow? Like, what am I supposed to do? And like, it was frustrating and it was hard. And then that same, the summer right after we got back, I lost my grandpa. And that was a huge thing too. And like, it was just, I was like growing. And then I just felt like I stopped. And it was not a very fun year. And I really just was upset and I was frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this God thing right now. And so I went through that year and I was just kind of angry and frustrated. And I was like, the last thing I want is to turn to God who let this happen. And so we get to the end of that year. And then the, I was really excited for NCC. We had like this mock trial coming up and I was super excited for it. And then COVID hit and then it got canceled. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> like, seriously, man. And so it was just a lot of frustration. And I was really upset at a lot of different things. And I just kind of pity party on me. And I was like, man, just life sucks right now. And then freshman year. Um, and then I went to Young Life Camp. And then freshman year at the high school, I started that and it was I finally was around people again, which I think helped out. <laughs> um, and then it was cool to be a part of Young Life and just starting to kind of build that relationship back up again. And end of freshman year, I hit the summer. And that summer is when I really, um, so it would have been a year, year ago summer, yeah. Um, I really realized that I was so dependent on what other people thought of me. And I realized that like, I was making my decisions because I wanted other people to see this version of me. And I wanted them to think this of me. And so I was living so much based on what other people, what I thought other people would see of me. And that is a hard life to live because you're constantly worried about the pressure of what other people are going to think. And so that summer, I realized that I don't have to worry about that. And like, honestly, if I'm worrying about that, I'm not living out who I am. 
And so I actually, <laughs> one of my like big memories from that year was going to Silverwood with my family and um, my siblings and my mom. And so we went to Silverwood and I was like, hanging out with my family. And I was like, this, this is who I want to be. Like, I want to be my person. And I don't want to let other people make my decisions for me or like persuade my life to go like this. And so then starting my 10th grade year, it was, it was that battle of like, being who I am and being who God wants me to be, or being who other people want me to be. And a lot of that was like weighing that back and forth and back and forth and trying to overcome this pressure of who I, what I think other people are expecting me to be. And so last year, one of the biggest things that I realized is I realized who I was in Christ. And that totally changed my entire perspective on everything because no longer was I worried about what other people thought of me because I knew who I was and I didn't need those other things or those other people or the things people said about me. I didn't need those things because I already knew what God said about me and realizing those things, it changed my entire perspective. Like I'm making this decision because it's who I am and it's who God wants me to be. And it changed my, the way I thought and the way I thought about people and knowing that I'm holy and I'm righteous and I'm blameless and I'm redeemed just knowing those things, it helped me be able to live out the life that I wanted to live. And like so much of my life, I spent like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, what is my thoughts behind this? And I don't have to worry about that anymore because I know why I'm doing it because I know that this life, life is crazy and life's all over the place. But the one thing that I do know is that who I am in Christ will never change. And I can look back to that and I can rely on that no matter where my life takes me. And so much of my life, I spent like, I had to have all these things planned out and I have to have A, B, and C, and I'm going to do this, this, and this. And if I didn't know what my plan was, I'd get so stressed out. And I was like, ah, but um, (laughs) I probably have the least planning of what my life looks like that I've ever had. And I'm getting closer to feel like I need to know that plan, but I'm at peace with it, which I know God has grown me so much because I know he has my future in his hands. And if my God's the God who created this entire universe and keeps it spinning, then I know he has my future. And so I just want to say that I'm super thankful to all of you guys because all of you are part of my story. And I'm just really thankful for Tim and the way he's taught and the way that um, just I've been around you guys and you guys have spoken to my life. So I want to thank you all and thank God too. <laughs> so thank you. Are you getting baptized? Um, I'm getting baptized because I, um, I want other people to know that I'm in Christ and that is who, that is part of who I am and it is the way I want to live my life because I said a little bit earlier, but because I was living kind of like toes in the water because like people knew I was a Christian, but it wasn't something that I was going to go and tell other people. Like at school, they were like, oh, like, where do you go to church and stuff? I was like, oh, I go to First Baptist Church. I'm a Christian. And like, it was something I wasn't hiding, but I wasn't proud of it. and. 
um, this year I've really realized that that is my identity and that is who I am. And I'm so proud of it. And I want other people to know, and I want when people to see me, I want them to see a reflection of Christ. Sharing your insecurities is very helpful because I think that probably a lot, uh, you know, a lot of people don't, if they looked at you, they think you were very, very secure in yourself. And uh, I think um, most people have those kind of insecurities and you feeling um, strong enough to share them allows others to realize, well, they may have those insecurities. Maybe God can help me too. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's something God's really been putting in my heart recently is transparency because so much of our lives, like we treat the question, how are you, more as a greeting than we do an actual question. Because you meet someone, hi, how are you doing good? How are you doing? I'm doing good. And that's that's the conversation. And like I'd say I'd be going like 30% of the time, we ain't doing good. <laughs> and, and that's not a bad thing, but we have this expectation in society to be doing good and to be doing okay. But part of living out a life that is true and like being transparent is sometimes we're not good. And that's a normal thing. And even in those times where you're not good, you can still have joy and peace, but you may not want to have those. <laughs> but just being able to tell people and be honest with people is a thing that I'm really working on because a lot of people, like uh, my, a lot of my classmates were like, Kenya, you're just like happy all the time. And I was like, I'm not happy all the time. A lot of the times I am, and I'm really grateful that I have a lot of joy and a lot of happiness, but it's not something that I have all the time. And I do struggle with things that they struggle with. And so it's something he's really been putting in my heart just to be honest and open and transparent. So you're going to have a lot of friends there today who might ask you why you didn't baptize me. What can I tell them? Because they may not understand Christ. What does that mean? What is, how'd you get there? I mean, what's, what led up to this? Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm really excited to have a bunch. Of, I have a couple of girls coming from my cross country team to my baptism, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, so when I get there, I do want to make sure that the gospel is really clear because that is how you get saved. But even just getting saved, a lot of people don't know who they are in that. And so sharing that, like once you are saved, you are put into the body of Christ. And then in the Ephesians one, it talks about who you are. And that is just such a special chapter to me. And once you believe the gospel message, you're putting Christ never to leave the body of Christ ever. And that is something that I do want to share with these girls. And I want them to know that like, there is a life different to what you've been living. And that there, there's, there's two paths. There's a path that you're going to follow God and you are going to heaven because we are promised that. And then there is a path that you live ignorant to God and you will go to hell. And that is where you will spend eternal life. But God has given his son for us as a sacrifice, not that we deserve, but because 
he loves us so much. Sometimes that love is tough love, <laughs> but, um, um, and that he died for us and he was dead, dead, like not resuscitation, not recess resuscitable. I don't think that's a word, but we're going to use it. <laughs> um, and buried for that three days because in three days, there's really no coming back. Like one day, no coming back two days no three days you're definitely not coming back like you were gone and um then he was raised and that is a supernatural only god thing you can't raise someone from the dead after three days but god can <laughs> and um he is now in heaven interceding on our behalf and one day we'll get to join him thank you Jen. yeah thank you